Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Eileen Gaffin, your host of Reputation and Influence. And this is a show that explores how women business leaders built their reputation, resilience, and resources to become influential leaders. Our show today is about San Diego and the power of tourism. And you are about to meet our guest today. Her name is Julie Coker. Julie is the president and CEO of the San Diego Tourism Authority. Julie's organization promotes San Diego as a top destination for meetings, conventions, international travelers, and vacationing visitors. And under her leadership, the San Diego Tourism Authority is recognized for setting the standard for destination marketing organizations. Earlier this year, Julie was appointed to the U.S. Department of Commerce's U.S. Travel and Tourism Advisory Board, providing advice to the Secretary of Commerce on travel priorities. So let's welcome Julie Coker. Hi, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so honored to have you here today. And what the good fortune you have of leading an organization that I think promotes the most beautiful city in America. (laughs) We could probably both agree on that. And I would say I 100% agree on that as I sit in my office, and it is a beautiful 72 degrees, the sun is shining, and everyone is happy and enjoying their Friday. Oh, that's a lovely description, and who wouldn't want to live or visit San Diego? Um, I want to get into your background, but just to start, you have to share with everyone the timing of your start in San Diego. Your career journey here, leading you here to San Diego, we'll get into that in a a bit, but just the start of your president and CEO role here was quite unusual. Yeah, I've, I've been in the industry since 1989, and so I've obviously seen several blips, if you will, on the radar, whether it be you know, the crisis in 1992, um, of course, 9-11, of course, the credit crisis in 2008. But, um, and I'm, I guess all of those things really prepared me for uh, what I had to manage through during COVID. So I've been in Philadelphia as the president and CEO since uh, 2016, so just about three years, uh, going on four years. And I was asked, by a recruiter to consider San Diego. And my first thought was, I'm really an East Coast person. And, you know, I had lived in Chicago and, and spent many of years in Chicago, so kind of a Midwesterner, but had never really ventured out to the West Coast. 
Um, but I thought it was a great opportunity. San Diego has an outstanding reputation, especially in our industry, from leisure travelers to convention attendees to international visitors. So I was really intrigued, um, and I started that process at the end of 19 and really finished my last re- um, interview uh, probably early first week of January, first or second week of January. And so I was offered the position in January. I accepted the position at the end of January, gave my notice to Philadelphia that I was heading up and moving across country. I came out, I remember President's Weekend, so in February, um, to meet some of the team members with the thought that I would be moving here, honestly, like March 18th of 2020. (laughs) And so as we all know, (laughs) there was this little disruptor that came in March. And so just like everyone else, uh, not only in our industry, but across the country, really across the world, our world just came to a standstill. And so I, I, I reached out to the chairman of the board of this organization and, and, and was just quite honest and said, I completely understand if you would prefer to, um, you know, keep things as is and not make a change and just kind of we all want to weather the storm, whatever this might be, and and and. Uh, they had not found my replacement yet in Philadelphia, so I, I could stay in Philadelphia, you know, another year, and maybe we regroup in a year. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. no, yeah, right, because you just didn't know, and especially our industry, because remember, hotels were told that you could only be open if you had essential workers, and so really we came to a screeching halt. I mean, I remember getting word from the mayor in Philadelphia, all hotels have to close within 24 hours. Well, none of us in in the industry had ever seen that before. So I was just being realistic. And um, he said, no, you know what, we're going to move forward, but we're going to delay it until June. So I said, great, that'll give me time to at least get my staff um, and team members settled here in Philadelphia and then kind of wrap my head around what's happening and moving. So, um, of course, I thought that it was going to be a smooth move. But literally the Thursday before I moved was the day that George Floyd was murdered. Oh, no. uh, If you think about, you know, every city, but certainly in the city of brotherly love, uh, Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. it really hit hard. And so Mm -hmm. the city was in complete chaos. There were protests. There were riots. And so my last weekend in Philadelphia, that Sunday, I have a push broom and I'm literally cleaning up glass um, in front of my apartment complex because we all as neighbors came out just trying to help the other small businesses, you know, just because there was so much damage. And so I literally did that all day Sunday and then went to visit my mom and I got on a flight Monday morning. And I have to say I was excited about San Diego, but I was very, one, I was very sad for Mm -hmm. a city that I was leaving behind, and certainly that wasn't my last memory of Philadelphia because I had been in Philadelphia for 10 years, and I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, but it really was just a tumultuous time to make a move like this and then to land in a city that is in the same position that my previous city was where majority of our hotels were closed, none of our staff was working in the office, and I literally did not meet 
every team member of San Diego Tourism Authority until July of 2021. So it was a full year before I was able to meet everyone in person. That's incredible. And and I think that's what was so interesting about uh, you telling this story because the tourism industry, you know, here you are coming in in a leadership position and there's no tourism. It's sh- everything's shut down. And so were you meeting with your team virtually and you all met each other that way? Yeah. So like everyone, you know, I was doing Zoom meetings with our team members, uh, with our leadership team. To, to add to the scenario, June 30th is the end of our fiscal year. So here we are trying to close out a fiscal year and look ahead to fiscal year 21. So having conversations about, you know, what was happening. And as you can imagine, just like every other organization, we had done massive layoffs here. So we laid off about 30 to 35% of our staff. And oh, wow. so some of those team members I had to lay off. And I had not even met them in person, so I had to do those conversations over Zoom. And then in addition to that, over Zoom, I also needed to introduce myself to San Diego and and meet my stakeholders and meet my board members over Zoom and and meet, you know, we have close to a 1,000 member organizations. So just going around and meeting them, and all the while, I don't even know how to – get home from the office <laughs> to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you don't really get a chance to see what the city's all about, no, you know, when it's no, shut down. No, no. And, and there you I are promoting live, it. Right. And I live in Little Italy, and fortunately, it, Little Italy, which is a part of San Diego, is a, is a you know, really tight-knit community. And so because of our, obviously, year-round fantastic weather, many people were finally able to go outside. And so there were lots of dog walkers and people alike. So I really got to, you know, obviously with mask on and, and, and standing um, six feet apart to talk about San Diego. And so I really got to hear some of my best, my best fish taco places here or this place, is, you know, homemade pasta and you had time, I would say, for those conversations that I don't know that we necessarily had before COVID. So one of the, the blessings, if you will, is that I got to see San Diego through residents' eyes very early on before mm-hmm. jumping right into my job full-time and meeting customers and attendees and, and leisure visitors. But the good news, as we all know, San Diego ramped up very quickly, and we were reopened, at least for leisure customers, by the second week of June. So you started to see life come back on the streets, and you started to see folks going, being called back to work, and, and you started to see, you know, families coming to the destination still traveling responsibly, but you saw people in Balboa Park. And, and so it, mm-hmm. was, it was a special – it was a difficult time, but it was um, – you know, a, a learning experience and, and one that I don't know under normal circumstances I would have had the opportunity to experience San Diego that way. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I'm going to stop you for one minute. We are going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more 
Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. We're back to Reputation and Influence, and with us today is Julie Coker. She's the President and CEO of the San Diego Tourism Authority. And Julie, we'll get back to our conversation. It just occurred to me, since we have listeners around the world, can you describe where San Diego is in the United States and maybe um, a few of the descriptors or demographics for for the area? Sure. So San Diego, California, is in Southern California. Um, to put reference to it, we are about a two-hour drive from Los Angeles. We are known for uh, being a family-oriented destination with lots of outdoor recreation. We have world-class culinary arts. We also have history and arts and entertainment. Uh, we're known for just that sunny outlook. We have a very diverse community. Uh, we are a cross-border city, so we border Tijuana. So a lot of the influence of San Diego comes from the Baja Cali, California feel. Um, but it's just an amazing destination, whether you're here for a leisure visit, attending a meeting or convention, an international visitor, or if you are blessed like we are to actually live and work here in San Diego. Yes, and I will uh, tell our listeners that I am based here in San Diego as well, so I can attest to that as well. <laughs> um, you talked about starting your career in 1989. For those listeners who are interested in getting into tourism or advancing in their current um, profession, uh, how did you get your start? What was, what was your career journey all about? So my two older sisters chose the path of, of life sciences, medical fields. Um, one is went the path of being a registered nurse, and the other is an otolaryngologist, which is honestly a fancy word for ears, nose, and throat surgeon. Um, <laughs> and so I was leaning towards that or, or a profession in law. But my senior year in high school, I actually waitressed, and I can say back then we could say waitresses. Of course, now we say servers. Um, but I was a waitress, and so I really just fell in love with the whole hospitality aspect and, and the whole art of service. And so I pursued a, a four-year degree in hospitality management at Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. And then I joined Hyatt Hotels Corporation following college, and I spent 21 years with them just working in various um, positions, everything from front desk to housekeeping and really moved my way up. What I would say to your listeners is uh, there's a vast uh, opportunity in terms of career offerings when, within hospitality and tourism. I happen to choose the, the rooms division route, if you will. And I would also say the good news for our industry is that you also can move from city to city. So I had the opportunity to start my career in Columbus, Ohio, but then move to Chicago and then moved back to Ohio, and then ultimately to the East Coast. So in a 21-year career, I lived in four different cities and worked in eight different hotels. 
uh, and was a general manager when I moved into the destination marketing world, uh, first in Philadelphia, and then, as I described, had the opportunity to lead this fantastic organization, destination marketing organization, in June of 2020. But it's been, you know, just a, a great, uh, I'd say, 30-plus year career now, and every day is different, uh, and I've had the opportunity to move uh, to different cities, major metropolitan cities like of Philadelphia and of San Diego, but then also to living in second-tier and third-tier cities like of Cincinnati or of Columbus, Ohio, and just getting to know the culture and the community there. I think that's definitely one of the bright spots of, of having the ability to move around in my career. That's wonderful. Um, something else, some of the important work that your organization has been doing, talk to us about the value that tourism brings to a community. The San Diego Tourism Authority looked at wages and upward mobility offered by tourism jobs in San Diego. And what were some of the findings? Sure. Often there's a common misconception that tourism jobs are poorly paid, long hours, and it just really isn't true. Um, Tourism jobs are considered to be leisure and hospitality But what we found in this study is that there actually is a much broader uh, reach. So our jobs reach into transportation. They reach into legal service. They reach into professional services, IT, and so much more. So they go beyond the typical thinking of just front desk or cooks, which are are key uh, career opportunities, but there's so much more beyond just the traditional leisure and hospitality job. We also found, uh, we did research with the San Diego Regional Policy and Innovation Institute that really found that direct tourism jobs, they pay on average of $28 an hour. And those indirect jobs, so those jobs that are related to industries that, that are not necessarily directly front desk jobs or valet parkers or what have you, that their average is $32 an hour. I think the other thing that's key as we look at the number of folks in our industry, whether it be single moms or whether it be families with children, our industry is very flexible, meaning we have flexible hours. So you can Mm -hmm. work part-time, you can work full-time, you can work evening shifts, graveyard, whatever works best for you and your family. College students, you can help put yourself through school, through many of the jobs that we have. And I'd also like to just say personally for me, you know, it also highlighted some of the amazing success stories around the region where you had someone like Stephanie Clinton who started as a lifeguard at um, Sesame's Place and is now a general manager of a hotel. You know, my own story, I I started as as a waitress in this industry and here I am as a second-time CEO of two major um, destinations, Philadelphia and San Diego. So the career opportunities are really vast. Those are great examples. Um, how, what is the role of DEI in all this diversity, equity, and inclusion? Um, does the tourism and hospitality industry support a diverse and equitable workforce? Or? You know, we, we absolutely do. And I can say personally that DEI has been a core value for me as I've moved throughout my career. Um, when I first started with Hyatt Hotels, there weren't many female general managers, not just at Hyatt, but really across any of the major brands. 
And so Hyatt was one of the first companies to start a diversity council, and it gave um, a platform for LGBTQ, uh, people of color, women-owned, to really see that there was a place in the company for you. And so I took the work from Hyatt and was able to continue it in Philadelphia and have continued it here in San Diego. And San Diego Tourism Authority has always been a diverse and inclusive employer, but what we've really doubled down on is just having more intentional efforts. So one of the programs that we're really proud of is the Tourism Accelerator Program. It's in its second year. It focuses on local small businesses that are currently not members of our organization, and they are either LGBTQ-owned, veteran, people of color, or women-owned. And we really take them and just immerse them in the tourism and hospitality industry. We provide mentorship. We provide education. We provide visibility. We provide legal assistance. We provide uh, marketing access, if you will. And so the goal is to help them as the tourism economy is coming back and growing that they can be a part of that. And we've had some really good success. There's one current uh, participant. She's the owner of a company called Hey Sugar Southern Comfort Desserts. And when we started working with her, she said at this point she is working less but but is working smarter. So the financial benefit has been much greater. But the really cool thing about it is she's like, I don't know that I need a storefront now because you guys have taught me how I can reach a much broader audience and still do my passion and still be fiscally responsible. So um, we've been able to help her grow her footprint within in San Diego, and that's exactly what we wanted. The other thing that I'm proud of is that we have hired the first ever director of diversity, equity, inclusion, and in community engagement, Teresa Cunningham, and she's been with us now for about three weeks. And her role is going to be to create metrics and KPIs that we can measure the success of our efforts. She's also going to manage the Tourism Accelerator Program, but we also completed a company-wide assessment with Tourism Diversity Matters that took an internal and external look at our diversity efforts, and she's going to follow through on those recommendations and just really be a collaborator with other organizations where great DE&I work is being done. That's fabulous. You're really um, walking the talk. And you don't see a lot of companies do that, I'm sorry to say. Um, so I think that our listeners may be interested in learning more about the Tourism Accelerator Program. Where would they go to find out how to get these type of resources? Yes, it is available on our website. And actually, our application process, this is a perfect time, will be coming out later in October for a new cohort that will start in 2024. But our website is sandiego.org. Okay. And for those listening at any time, because these podcasts last forever, um, we're talking about an application process in October 2023. Um, And then I'm sure, so this is a, let me say I'm sure, is this an an annual process? We do expect this to be an annual program. We've seen a lot of success, uh, and and it's definitely um, well-received in our community and by our members, so we do anticipate this being every year. Okay, so I would tell our listeners that if you're interested in this um, Tourism Accelerator program, 
to still check it out because um, if you've missed the current application timing, um, you can apply for the future. Okay, let's plug San Diego. Um, is there anything else we haven't talked about that you want people to know about our Southern California city? Um, maybe why they should visit or, um, you know, reasons for pursuing a job here, anything that you'd like to add? Sure. You know, I, I would say to the listeners, um, San Diego obviously is a major metropolitan city, being the eighth largest in the country. And we are very, our economy is very reliant on travel and tourism. For example, we have over 215,000 jobs throughout San Diego that are related to travel and tourism. And what that means is one in eight San Diegans are employed in our industry, something that we're very proud of. I think the other that some might be surprised about is um, last year, 2022, the economic impact that travel and tourism had on the region was $22 billion. So if you think about it, uh, in 2022, we had 28.8 million visitors come to our destination, and those visitors, by staying in hotels, eating in restaurants, visiting our arts and culture, seeing all of the great venues, just really enjoying themselves in San Diego, they left $13.6 billion in our city. And, that, and those dollars help our destination, as well as wherever destination that your um, listeners are listening from, it helps things like police, fire, infrastructure, all of the things that we enjoy as residents really are helping to be funded by visitors that come to our destination. So what I would say to your visitors, whether they're here in San Diego, across the U.S., or across the, the world, the most important thing is when visitors come to your destination to really embrace them. They're, they want to live like a local. They want to understand more about your culture. So taking the time to give them directions or appreciating that they're here, telling them your favorite I'd say hidden gems of a destination, whether it's your favorite coffee shop or, or where you like to explore in your free time or your favorite museum, those things really do make the difference in a visitor experience in a destination. And we're very fortunate here in San Diego that most of our residents are ambassadors of San Diego and their arms are wide open and they look forward to welcoming visitors to what we call home. Hmm. Well, we're so fortunate to have had you as our guest today. This is Julie Coker, President and CEO of the San Diego Tourism Authority, and she gave the website sandiego.org. You can go there for more information or to reach out to her staff um, if you have any questions. And thank you so much, Julie, for being my guest today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. And I want to thank all of our listeners, both in the United States and around the world, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, including Apple and iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast, but for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time and Friday afternoons at 2 o'clock Pacific. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. And remember, your reputation is our business.